Hi, and thanks for tuning into JL's podcast. I'm your host, JL, and if you are a returning listener, thanks so much for coming back and lending your ear. If you're new, welcome. I hope that today you hear something that's encouraging, something that gets you thinking a little bit more about these topics that we cover and perhaps helps you to start to, you know, maybe start you on that conversation yourself or get a perspective um, that leads you to engage in further conversation about this in your own circles. I would love to hear from you and I want to encourage you to let me know your feedback for how each episode is impacting you. Perhaps it's encouraging, perhaps it's challenging you, perhaps it's empowering you. It's always nice to hear from you and to also put a face to who's on the other side of uh, of this. A massive thank you for you guys who have been sending feedback in and also really encouraging me and letting me know how this is impacting you. You know who you are and I really appreciate that. This week's episode is an Honest Chats episode and these are usually an interview style slash group conversation um, from one and all the way up to three people participating and so they go for a little bit longer from between 35 to 50 minutes long episodes and sometimes they're broken into two two episodes um, by themselves and so I hope that this encourages you. I hope that this helps you. As always, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't, leave a rating, review, and share this with someone that it might help.
right, let's get straight into it, I think. Um, so thank you for taking the time out and being here. Um, Graham, and it's not spelled Graham the Australian way. It's spelled no, Graham it's not spelled the anyway. The anyway. What does it mean? Uh, the coolest one I found is Man from Beyond the Mist. Okay. But it <laughs> probably means the man from the grey house. From the grey house. So, okay. It's not as exciting. <laughs> so, um, tell, tell me a little bit about yourself, because I myself heard your story. So you said earlier on that you pretty much grew up in a Christian family. Yeah, yeah, Dad's a pastor, old retired pastor. Dad's a pastor? Yeah, oh, I was. Wonderful. So just always grown up in it. The one thing to know about me is I hate talking about myself. Oh, is that what you were trying, <laughs> you were trying to avoid? The one topic no. I will not speak at length on, <laughs> if I can, is my bad self. Your bad self? Your, your I was going to use a, I don't know how much uh, language warn anyone. <laughs> can you say ass? Can you say badass self? Yes, yeah. sure, your badass so, self. Yeah, but we, we'll... Try and not call you dangerous because you might get... No, you should call me dangerous. I, I, my online presence is... It's dangerous. Yeah, so when everybody loves everything I've got to say in this podcast, <laughs> I need to find it more. Dangerous walker all over the internet I am. It's a very old joke that wouldn't be funny. And then when I started doing stuff online, I used to play in a band as Dangerous Walker and then just... Have written novels under yeah, that, so yeah. yeah, just kind of continue on with it through my podcasting and other stuff. But well, I see you've really taken it quite. quite yeah, I just it's just a joke. It's just being <laughs> stupid. But like, what's stupid to you? People just go, oh, okay, so you're you're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, because um, all I associate it with now for me, I think, is um, Chuck Norris. Takes the walk. Yeah, which everybody does. Um, it wasn't even that popular, actually. <laughs> Jeez. I'll tell you what, the, the actor was popular. He was popular, so, but that show was, like, way past his prime. I didn't watch a single episode of that. And I'm no. sure I'm going to get blasted for that by somebody. But that's okay. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. Good um, old Chuck. He's a good Christian man. He's a very good Christian man, yeah. It's a bit right-wing. <laughs> a bit right-wing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think he's a bit... Oh. Gone crazy. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we met through the same organization that we work with. That's, mm-hmm. that's Alter One. And you're currently a permanent part-time relief teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one day a week yeah. as a, at one of the campuses and then just do relief. Yeah. All over the place. I was relief teaching today with some of your compatriots from this podcast. Compadres, yeah. Chima and Nate. Yeah. I was uh, So I've managed to... Uh, Embarrass them greatly by talking about their <laughs> podcast episodes. Oh, so, Chima, relationships. <laughs> he said something today and I was like, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I've heard it all before. Hey, it would be great for us four to actually sit down at some point even. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always a pleasure with those guys. Nut so, some of this stuff out. It would be, it'd be really good. Actually, um, I actually ended up 
recording something else with them not too long ago, but the sound was shocking. So I had to let go of that. It's quite a painful experience. But so, um, so you started following Jesus. At which point did you kind of start to internalize that and go, uh, "This is mine"? Because I know for a lot of a lot of people who grow up in the church, um, sometimes it can be their parents' belief, and then they kind of have to go through that journey themselves. Um, yeah. If I was super honest, and you that. You'd probably, it is honest chats, <laughs> and now slightly honest chats, John. Um, honestly, and this is probably terrible to say, which is why I try and go under a pseudonym, yeah. is um, probably beginning of last year. Yeah, okay. I think with the train of thought I'm on, um, baptized at 13, so I think yeah. there was a time there that I felt that I'd been in the church long enough and understood enough stuff to make that commitment. Yeah. Um, and I look back and I think I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have waited until it meant something more. Yeah. But at the same time, I think a lot of things have happened in my life because I made that commitment. Yeah. And God was willing to honour that. Um. I also think that the fact that my parents are such good, upstanding Christians and mm. God honours the, the prayers of parents for their yeah, children the probably got me through yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> That's very true. I have really understood in the last, probably the last two years, quite how much I'm affected by mental health issues. Mm. And looking back, you can kind of see how that has affected my life. And mm. you sort of key moments you should think, oh, yeah, I made that decision or I said that thing because I have anxiety. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've really had a roller coaster life and, you know, I'd always, always said I was Christian, but really, if you look back, I wasn't living any kind of Christian life, but yeah. I had a faith in God. I always knew God was there and I was always talking to him. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of that is because I was struggling with things with mental health and stuff like that and alcohol and drugs and all those kind of things come mm. into it and you sort of look back and go, yeah, you said you were. Mm. And if, you know, if you believe that once you give your life to Christ, you're saved, then I was always saved. I was just not living it out. Living partners. Yeah. Yeah, wow, thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing that. That's, so two years, about two years ago, things changed and so... I think it was right about the time we met. Yeah, um, I think we met uh, last year at some point. Beginning of the year we did I think it. it was the year before that, towards the end of 2015. No. Really? Yeah, I don't think I was working for all time. Really? Then. I feel like I've known you for a long time. Yeah, no, I think I've been there a year now. Or maybe you volunteered. No, no. I might be, well, anyway. We're in 2018. Um, we're in 2018. So uh, I feel like... 2016. I'm old now. Time goes. <laughs> um, yeah. We, yeah, so not, not, so it was February last year we did a thing in church instead yeah. of our normal um, home groups. And I cannot remember what it was about. Something in there clicked. Yeah. And I just went, I need to look into this better. Mm. Um. I need to start questioning things. 
Yeah. And I think in dissecting the faith, and I think that's why I say, you know, two years ago, you know, you say, when did you internalise it? Well, probably when I was 13. Mm. Um, and, like, I've been preaching since about then, on and off, and I've been a missionary and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I worked for the Baptist Union of Great Britain. Yeah, well. Um, so I've done a lot of churchy stuff. Yeah. But it was really then that <coughs> I realised I needed to question my faith mm. instead of just accepting it. Yeah. And in that, I think I've become more challenged to a... It's going to sound sort of really big-headed and stuff. Uh, like a pure form of Christianity. Pure form. I think. Yeah. I think we probably have watered it down quite a bit. Yeah. To suit ourselves, and uh, I've got to do two communions this month, and I keep thinking about <laughs> getting up for communion. And go, if Jesus walked into this church right now, do you think he'd be happy with it? Mm. Because we're all sitting around. We're not doing anything. Mm. And there is a place, obviously, for church and for praise, and, and yeah. you know, it, it goes way back when. But I think for a lot of us, that's it. Mm. And it's I think sun, that Sunday experience. Yeah, and I think, I also think, I've, I've done a lot of communions on um, do this in remembrance of me. Yeah. And we always go, you know, because he died. Yeah. And I was like, well, actually, <clears throat> if I remember Jesus, who Jesus was, and this is at the end of his life, so he's saying, you know, do this, you guys, in remembrance of me. So he would have been talking to them about Every three years he's yeah, had. Yeah, massive journey. And the one thing he never did was sit down and reflect on stuff. Mm. Like he did go and pray and stuff like that, but he never said to his, his disciples... Do you remember oh, that time? Yeah, <laughs> just just sit back, think about stuff. He's always like, go, 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 I've got to go, we've got to go here, I've got to do this, we've got to go for the kingdom of God, let's do it, let's do it. You guys, you're not ready, get out there on your own and go and preach. Mm. 72 guys, never mention the Bible, you go. You know, like, I have not completed what I said about, and one of my friends makes a great point that if you just take the teachings of Jesus, it's an incomplete picture of Christianity. Because Jesus says... Um, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he will make you understand all things. So there are some things you can't understand until I die and resurrected and go to heaven. Um, So these guys were not fully prepared. They hadn't had Pentecost yet. And he was still like, get out there, do it, do Mm, it, do it. And I just think, yeah, this idea of Jesus walking in and we're all just sitting there going, hmm. Stroking our beards, sort of thinking about Jesus' death, they'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I get it. I die. Yeah. I've resurrected. Now do something, do something about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, and I'm being really convicted at the moment about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where that's going, but he, the Holy Spirit's the weird one, isn't it? Because no one quite knows what to do with him. And no. is it him or is it not? And you know, even when they had the. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. The big meeting where they did the Arianism. Um, it come to me like halfway through the podcast. Just blurred it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is! Um, you know, they worked out because Arianism was like, oh, I, don't, I think Jesus was created by eternal. And um, yeah. 
they uh, they still took another however many years to go. What about the Holy Spirit? Mm. We still haven't worked out. We've got God and we've got Jesus, and Jesus is also God. Who's the Holy Spirit? It's quite mysterious because that's the, yeah, that's a. Well, he came. He he's been with us for yeah. a, the better part of since creation. <laughs> yeah, but indwelling since after yeah. Jesus came, and so he lives inside you. Um, and who is he? And really, you know, he is. Yeah. If you you sort of look at him in the Bible, he is the power of God. Whatever the Holy Spirit is, he's the power of God. Um, and we just make it really egotistical. We go, you know, because I feel the Holy Spirit moving me and to do this and to do that, and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, no, no. If the Holy Spirit's God. It shouldn't be about you so much. It should be, what am I doing for the Holy Spirit? Mm. Uh, this, I probably can't remember it now. I came up with this great thing that as a Christian, I'm an um, eternal being with the power of God inside me mm. on a mission to destroy the demonic forces of the world. Right, yeah. And you say Christianity is boring. Um, which I haven't got to use. I've just used it then. <laughs> Trademark. Um, <laughs> no, you can have that one for free, guys. Go out there. But it's true. Like, I am not going to, in some sense, ever die as yeah. a Christian. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's very true. But also, I have the power of God. Yeah. You know that the whole thing, go, if you've got the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Right. And people go, oh, it's, it's metaphorical, of course. Mm. Rubbish. I... But that's that, that, either Jesus it, meant it or he yeah. didn't. And and yes, you can take it as a metaphorical thing, but also, if Jesus wanted to move a mountain, Jesus could have moved a mountain. Wow. And he is using the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, and it's all the same thing. It's that why are we not seeing massive conversions? Why are we Great not seeing question. power? Why aren't we seeing healings? Why? Great question. It, is it because we've, we've sort of taken this Holy Spirit and we've gone, well, yeah, he's mm. my little thing inside me and he nudges me every now and again. Like, no, he goes, Whoa. Um There's this great... I really should be doing a video, shouldn't I, with my hands. I love your gestures. Um, Very expressive. There's that great... Pat- there's that verse, um, and Jesus and the disciples are going to go to the Samaritan town and the Samaritan's guy, no, no, we don't want you, you know, Jews here. And James and John go... Do you want us to, to call down fire from heaven and destroy them? And yeah. God and Jesus doesn't say, "No, dudes, you can't do that." He says, <laughs> like "No, you're no, not able to do that." Yeah, no. He, he says, "We don't do we things don't that do way." Things that way yeah. Like we're we're yeah. going to go around the peace way and we'll get to them <laughs> and that stuff. So he never questions the fact that James and John could have literally destroyed a town with it. heavenly fire. Yeah. And we see. Um, uh, was it Elijah or Elisha? That's Elijah, that's it. Yeah, Elijah that's right. does it with the, the altar and stuff. Yeah. And, you're like, and there are those people that say, oh, well, the age of miracles is finished. And mm. I think that's such a cop-out. I think that's just because you can't heal people and you don't want to admit that your faith is less than a mustard seed, you yeah. kind of go around. So why aren't we... That, that's my conviction is working through yeah, the other things. It's just like, okay, and am I the person to be able to do that? Do I have that kind of faith? I'm like, no. <laughs> No, oh. I need to. I need to sort some stuff out in my life first. But. Believe, help my unbelief. Mm. So you um, obviously are quite passionate about the this real, I suppose, pure Christian faith, and 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 really leaving from and coming back to 
the Bible and its intention, really the words of Jesus and their intention, because uh, that's everything that frames our Christianity. Yeah. Uh, aside from the writings of Paul, which are well, very But also, also they, again, and we do this stuff where we, we quote certain things and go, oh, and we don't really <laughs> think about it. Paul says, all scripture is, is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about the Old Testament. Mm, yeah. And we read that and go, oh, see, all scripture is, yeah, but he's talking about the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet you don't do a lot of sermons on the Old the Testament. Old Testament these days, yeah. um, but that's what he's saying. He's not saying, oh, the New Testament, the old teachings it hadn't of Jesus. Been, we don't have the, when yeah. he's writing that, we don't have the Bible no, as we know. because he's got some of the earliest. And I mean, obviously he's, he's heard the stuff from Jesus. And he still doesn't say, oh, you know, the teachings of Jesus that mm. are obviously out there because people are orally so saying what he yeah. is. Um, and, and there might be some kind of proto-mark out there at that point. But we're not doing that. And it's interesting if you just take that mm. and you go, okay, well, if that's true, let's have a look into the Old Testament, which parts are good for rebuking, teaching, yeah. correcting, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're like, oh, mm. oh, this is really bad. <laughs> because the whole of the Old Testament is you're doing it wrong. You're holding to, to traditions. Yeah. Um, the, we did a series that we went through the Minor Prophets. Go through the Minor Prophets. Yes. If you've got the time, just do them all in one one go. Okay. They're all the same, mm. except for Jonah. And they are all, you're doing it wrong. I'm not interested in sacrifice. I'm interested in love and mercy yes. and, and all of those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. This is important. You're just doing the sacrifice bit, but you're not living like this. Mm. And there's this, like, yeah, we're probably doing that in church. Yeah. Um, and and you look at this my thing and I'm jumping around a lot because no, I'm not okay. prepared but that's, that's um, fine. you have to start and go why is the church shrinking why is Christianity in the West mm. not doing so well um, and we don't tend to talk about traditions because the Catholics have traditions that they base things on um, like the Pope if you look into why they believe there's a, a Pope a lot of it comes in and goes, and there's this tradition that, mm. and there's no sort of proof for it, but the, the tradition has run down things. But we have loads as Protestants. We have loads of traditions, and we have traditions that we just do in our church, and we have traditions we just do in this denomination, and we have mm. traditions that we all do um, that we kind of ignore. And I think that's where it comes. And, and if you take the Bible as a whole, pretty much all of it, goes here I am I am God and everyone's like ooh we will worship you and then God's like no no you've stopped doing it no you're doing it wrong I'll send someone to tell you you're doing it wrong and that's like the whole of the Old Testament mm, yeah. and then Jesus is going to the Pharisees no no you're doing it wrong and then Paul writes letters to churches going I've literally only just <laughs> formed you you know and and, and planted you and you're, you're already doing it wrong, wrong yeah. you know that and and it's bizarre that we have not had some kind of reformation or some kind of look back and go if every other people of god slipped away and started doing it well do you think we might be mm. do you think so we're, we're not immune to what yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are we special and, and i think that, that there's a little bit of that as well that i don't know if it seeps through from how we think now because we think we've got a lot of technology mm. maybe it, 
it's that pride maybe that comes out back up and he goes, oh, yep, yep, those guys, they're so backwards. They're so... <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have no idea. If they knew what we knew now, the world wouldn't have been as bloody as it was. It wouldn't have been as aggressive as it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I, partially. I mean, I think if we knew what we knew now, then we'd still be as bloody and aggressive because we're bloody and aggressive people. Well, yeah. Um and, and there are stats like, you know, there are more people were killed in the 21st century than every uh, yeah. century before. Like, that that's mesmerising to me. That, yeah. You know, that, that na- I don't think you see it, though, when it's yourself. And I think that's why judges and prophets are saying, yeah. because, you know, oh, you, you're not actually doing it right. Mm. Mm. And then, you know, in the early Old Testament, prophets and judges come and go, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And people go, oh, and then they turn back to God. Yeah. And then they slip back in. And yeah. um, you think, yeah, do we have some kind of health check to see if we've not just slipped into yeah. certain traditions? And I mean, it's nobody's fault that's alive. But I think beginning with, you know, really after the apostles died and there was a codification of, okay, we're the bishops now and we yeah. have this power and there's the Pope and stuff. And it becomes almost entirely Gentile that stuff starts to slip in and then we've just we've carried on I think even now a lot of stuff that we do in church is a holdover from Victorian times yeah and, and there's a lot of stuff that just gets carried over and we don't really ask the why yeah like I was listening to uh, I was listening to a, a podcast I, I don't remember who but they tell a story of um, of a lady who you every single time she is about to, to roast a chicken in the oven. She'll cut it up. Was that your podcast? No, no, but somebody did bring this up weirdly in the middle um, of a communion talk the other day. And so, like, she would cut the chicken in half and put it in the oven. And then, and then her daughter picked that up. And then her daughter picked that up. And her granddaughter picked that up. And then somebody came up, came around and asked, well, why do you cut the chicken in half to put it in the oven? She goes, oh, I don't know. My mum always did it. And she goes back to her mum and her mum says, well, I don't know, my mum always did it. That's why I do it. And then her mum, the grandmother, is asked the question, well, why do you cut the chicken in half when you put it in the oven? She goes, well, that's just because I couldn't fit the whole thing in. And so it was just practical for me to cut it. And so it's things like that. So, um, you know, for me, I relate that to and and into question just to, to sort of explore, well, I, I, I kind of get the whole altar call thing. Why, why do we call people forward to, to respond and, and things like that? And I get that it was a tradition. So that's one of those traditions that was done. Yeah. But the why for it, not that we all of a sudden get rid of it, but hey, like why do we get that? Is there space for it? And so there are traditions yeah, like I, that, that. And I don't think you need to get rid of anything, but I really think we need a reformation in terms of I think we need to go back and go, why are we doing this? Mm. Um, and there be, there's things like you sing some songs, you have some prayers, you have a sermon. Do we need a sermon? Mm. And in the, these days of, of home groups and stuff like that, and obviously you have someone who is studied stuff and maybe knows the Greek and the yep. Hebrew and the context better and can explain these things, but if, if we've all are touched by the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible we should all be able to get into groups and talk about this stuff. So then when we come together on a Sunday, do we need a sermon? Mm. Do we need a teaching time if we're having small groups? Maybe we should just worship. Mm. 
Or maybe sometimes we should just worship. Mm. But a lot of churches just say, no, 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 you, you, you do it's them all. Yeah. And, and it's simple things like that. Why do we do that? Oh, you know, it's, it's kind of a tradition. It's just what you do. And the idea of changing it is boggling. <laughs> but you go back to other things and you start to go, so where does the idea of the Trinity come from? Mm. Well, the idea of the Trinity, in part, comes from Neoplatonism, which already had the idea of God in three people. Right. So when they were trying to work it out, the early church fathers turned to Greek philosophy for a sort of an understanding of, of the Trinity. Mm. Should we, in this day and age, be following, like with all the stuff that we know now, could we not go back and go, okay, if we scrap all of that and try and work it out from a fresh perspective, yeah. could we come up with a better idea? Maybe not. Mm. But maybe, like, you, you, you say to people, oh, you know, what's the Trinity? Oh, what's this thing? Okay, why? Oh, I don't know. Well, where does that <laughs> idea come from? I don't know. Well, Google it. Oh, it comes from Greek philosophy. Well, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't come from the Bible because nobody in the Bible had an issue with it. Mm. And where I'm getting at the moment, it starts to get into weird, heretical situations because you even you start looking at Jesus and who Jesus is. Mm. And they don't have a problem with him being God. And Which also is, being monotheistic. Yeah. Um, but once you get into a Gentile church and the, the early church fathers, suddenly we've got an issue with who Jesus is and where we came from. So you start to think, well, are we understanding who Jesus is properly in the way the apostles did? Because we had an issue with it. We had to even turn to Greek philosophy to try and shape it. Yeah. But they didn't feel the need to do it. You know, John John wrote his gospel a lot later than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't feel the need to explain it. You'd think at least John would have gone, by the way, you've probably all read Matthew and you've probably all read Luke by now. I just want to clear up the genealogy. <laughs> but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't mention any of this stuff. So yeah. it just wasn't apparently enough of an issue and everybody got it. So yeah. so why is that? Is that because they have a different idea of who Jesus is? Mm. So there's, there's lots of interesting things in there that I just think it's good. And my, my big thing, and I should probably have said this earlier because <laughs> it, gives, it gives a bit of an underpinning Context. of where I started out two years ago going, and I don't know why, have we chosen our religion... Mm. first these are the things we believe and then pick the parts of the Bible that fit that or do we take the Bible as a whole and put our base our religion around that and is that is that what also st started you on the journey to, to do a little bit of research because I know you, you you ran the podcast the stuff we don't talk about in church yes uh, is that what sort of yeah I think that whole... I think that started that whole thing because you start to go you start to look into those things and you realise there's a lot of other stuff out there that we don't talk about mm. and we don't preach and if you say um, why is this this people go oh, because of that mm. and then if you actually read your Bible and you go yeah but what about this bit that says something different they yeah. kind of go oh <laughs> now, now I look into the mirror darkly. <laughs> God's ways are higher than our ways. We can never understand. So like, explain yeah, but, it away. But you can try and you know. Um, yeah. And I think actually there's there's quite a lot of that. And I do think that we kind of sit there and we say 
this is what we believe and this is our doctrine. And then we, we either only preach on the parts of the Bible that fit with those doctrines and those beliefs, or we leap through hoops to try and fit the bits that don't. So I um, got censored from a church. I went and preached in a church, and uh, they didn't put my, my sermon up on their oh. YouTube. And it turned out I said one thing about the genealogies, and the, uh, the pastor had preached on that like a year before. Mm. And I'd simply said, you know, some people will try and make this one Mary's and this one's Joseph's, but it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. Mm. And he thought it was a, he thought it was a problem because some people came up and went, oh, these two guys, you know, you and these guys have, have different views. Yeah. And this was an issue for him rather than going, hallelujah, you are questioning your doctrine, <laughs> you know? Um, Thinking about what you believe in. But you really do. You have to... And, and the problem with me with that, that guy and, and that way of doing things is that he, his thing was biblical inerrancy. He believes that the Bible is completely without error. Mm. So he's got that doctrine. Inerrancy is his doctrine. Right. Then he gets to the genealogies in Matthew and Luke, and they're different. And there's obviously one is wrong. Mm. So he then will leap through hoops to make them fit and basically change the Bible in to make it fit his doctrine rather than going, the Bible obviously does have contradictions in it, which means I need to change my doctrine. Mm. And I think that is a very dangerous place. And I think there's a lot of that stuff underpins everything we do. Mm. And you hear good stuff by good preachers, by things like that, and you think, that's great, but what happens if we've got the fundamentals wrong? Mm. It's like if you're a really, really good soccer player, and then someone comes along, and you, you, you're the best, you, you're scoring all the goals, you're top of your game, and someone comes along and goes, uh, no guys, you can't use your hands. And you didn't have that page in the rule book. Yeah. Or you hadn't, and you were the best yeah. in that game, but you weren't actually playing the game properly. Mm. And I do wonder if we're doing the same thing. And I'm all questions, I'm not going to sit here and say, <laughs> and so these are the answers, I'm just in that place where I'm going, here's another question, yeah. here's another yeah. question, here's yeah. another question. Yeah. Um, I'm in a long-standing discussion with a friend about whether or not Jesus had to die on the cross, um, which again seems heretical, <laughs> but, and I won't get into it here because it, it, gets, it gets complicated in terms of the fact that if God can do anything, mm. and most people, most people say it's God's justice, mm. God has to, um, he can't let sin just go on the wayside, someone has to be punished right, for it. Right. And my argument is you can't use a has to argument for God. God doesn't have to do anything. anything God could have clicked his fingers. Yeah. So you sort of explore other reasons for why, mm. um, and I think there's certain things where you see that Jesus is going into the underworld, mm. and the only way he can go into the underworld as God is to become a human first and die mm. <coughs> to save those souls, and there's some good Old Testament verses, um, Moses, there's that great bit where they first do the tabernacle and stuff, and then God comes down on the cloud, yeah, and he's like... People of Israel, I am your God. And at the end, yes. they all come up to Moses. Yeah, yeah they, they were like, that was great. That was great. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. Just <laughs> never do that again. <laughs> and, and Moses goes yeah. to, to God and he's like, ooh. 
They love your work, love your work. <laughs> it's a little bit overpowering. And, and he says, okay, I'm going to send somebody else to do it yeah. because you can't. And then yeah. Peter, in one of his first uh, sermons in Acts, mm. quotes that bit and says, right. that's Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, I read that bit and I go, that's Jesus. And then Peter says, no, that's definitely Jesus. So, okay. So it's not just yeah, about the death and the resurrection. There's, there's another reason. Yeah. While he, while, and you think Jesus was alive a lot longer than he was dead. Mm. And we focus on the dead bit and we take the Way teachings, but you're like, well, maybe he actually came because it was the only way God himself could speak to us. You know, and when we have these, these prophecies of, um, I will be their God and they will be my people and I will walk amongst them, blah, blah, blah. Maybe some of that is that. Mm. Um, there's another, I've got stuff saved on my little Bible thing. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, do this is numbers. Do not pollute the land where you are. Bloodshed pollutes the land, and an atonement cannot be made for the land on which blood has been shed, except by the blood of the one who shed it. I'm doing the uh, the Bible in one year. Yeah, and that really struck me. That you know who caused a lot of bloodshed on earth? God. Yeah. Yeah. God sends the angel of death and like he wipes out all of the firstborn of Egypt. Yeah, yeah, he goes before yeah. a lot of the Israelite armies and wipes people out. Think, wow. Maybe also Jesus needs to come and die. But it's all complicated because God created a system. You know, everyone goes, Jesus died because he's the sacrificial lamb within the mm. sacrificial system. You know? Yes. But God invented that. Yeah. And there's that whole thing for sacrifice, there must be blood. There must yeah. be blood for atonement. That's God's yes. idea. But that was God's idea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It doesn't exist beyond creation. Yeah. So, yeah, it all starts to get a bit meta. It does. And, and part of... <laughs> and I, part hope of not, I hope I'm not talking too quickly. That's no, that, that's fine. That's right. And I think that really, I think we need to probably continue to expand on this beginning conversation because there's quite a lot of thoughts. One of the things that we talked about... Um, I remember when you were um, in Belmont, we, we just touched on lightly, was that there is quite a lot of this, uh, we need to ask the questions of ourselves and of the Bible that we read and of our, of our faith and really explore it, not, not because uh, we want doubt to creep in, but for the fact that it's there. God has given us the Bible so that we could come to that understanding of who He is. Like eternal life is in pursuing and in, and in knowing who Jesus is, like that they might know you, the one and only true God. Part of that is revealed in the Bible, yeah. in the words of Jesus. Um, and so we've, we've, when it starts to become meta, as you said. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the right use of meta. You know, or a little bit too abstract. Yeah. I think... You know, part of the conversation was uh, how do how do we take all of that abstraction and, and, and just trying to bring it back um, to you know, let's you know, a hero here and there and who's thinking, well, yeah, I've had that question before, but like, how do I work that out? How do I walk it out? Yeah, and and I think the the great thing about Christianity is all who call on the name of the Lord are saved, mm. yeah. and that verse keeps hitting me yeah. at the moment, and it is that simple that you want to become a Christian, you want to be saved, you call on the Lord and, you know, he is 
<clears throat> he's willing and he wants to have a relationship with you. So yeah, if you say, I'm, yeah. I'll have a relationship with you, he's like, woo, yes, do yeah, it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to... Dead yeah. easy. Yeah, and before you have any doubts, I'm going to be in so there. Easy. I'm going to be in there. Yeah. Um, but then the idea of religion and the understanding of who God is and why things happen mm. is incredibly difficult. Yes. Um, and I am, and this sounds really bad because people don't like making statements. Um, I'm a very intelligent person. That's mm. just one of the gifts of God. And I'm starting to think that maybe God's given me that gift so that I can understand some of these, so that I can... Yeah. Because I'm one of those people that goes, oh, yes, it could be this and this. And the person listening is going, what are you talking about? Like, I... <laughs> I followed you up to there and now I can't grasp. <laughs> and, you know, I think there are certain people with a certain, not necessarily an intelligence, but, but an intelligence for that sort of thought, that philosophical, theological kind of thought yeah. um, that can really grasp things. But, you know, if you're just an average intelligence person, you've maybe just done a trade, you didn't do that well in school you know, you start using big words and uh, big philo- philosophical ideas. These people, mm. their minds are not um, made for that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, I cannot fix my plumbing at my home. My brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. Somebody else is not going to understand the yeah, yeah. the stuff that happens in the Old Testament and how it yeah. connects to yeah. Jesus, but, you know, can fix a car. Um, so, yeah, you can't start going, well, you should understand this bit here see this verse and see how it connects and Greek philosophy and ah, um, because it's not it's not the way forward but I also fear that there is an idea that we need to underpin stuff in a true way and a true way to know God Um, and that might be for a certain group of people to look at it or just a change in aspect. So that those people who are just going, you know, I'm blindly following what I'm told mm-hmm. by the preacher or, or whoever, yeah. that you are on the right track and you are going to see the blessings to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm right. I'm still working through things. But if what I'm thinking is true then there needs to be a sort of revival in, in that respect yeah. and then it will just become the norm. Yeah. Um, sure. No one understands how the cross works. No one does. Yeah. And we've simplified it down and maybe, you know, that's fine mm. as long as we've simplified it down to something that it actually is. Um, because there are, you know, there's things about the sheep and the goats and the... Um, that terrifying idea that you're going to get to heaven and Jesus is going to say, I don't know you. Mm. But I prayed and I prophesied yeah. in your name and Jesus yeah. is like, I, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And how much of it is that we have gone astray and we followed um, traditions. There is a, a verse, which I should read because it's great. Hopefully it's in my bookmark things. Uh, it's Mark 7, verse 8, 9. You have let go of you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Mm. And he continued, "You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions." Which I love that that word. You have a fine way of doing it. You just imagine Jesus is just being 
really sarcastic there. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it, it's true, you know, and their issue was that they were doing things for the sake of tradition and they were yeah. missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's that fear that we're also doing things for tradition and we're missing the point and we're therefore missing the blessings. Yeah. And, and that the people that we have one job and that is to expand the kingdom of heaven and that if we're if we're not understanding it properly then we're not going to get it and we're not going to be excited and we're not going to be full of the Holy Spirit and people aren't going to be interested mm. and I think in the West people aren't interested yeah. and I think we're not doing anything if I was God I would raise up someone who would speak into popular culture yeah. like they'd talk and people would go and, and hear them because they're, they're witty and they're funny and they're interesting or whatever and they're they're talking the popular culture language, but they're talking the theology into it. Yeah. Um, that's what I do. Mm. It's not happening, so probably God has a better idea than me. Maybe you're that witty person. Yeah, um, well, I like to think so. It's <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, but, you know, because we're not, we're not connected to, and we're not doing anything to connect to, and I think we're too busy looking earthward and we forget eternity. Mm. And I think if we had a true grasp of eternity, and that was at the forefront, we'd be doing way more to yeah. expand the kingdom of heaven yeah. because it's going to become way more important. Yeah. But we, we've become earthbound, and it's, should the communion table be there or over there? <laughs> and okay, before I was at this church, there was a complaint that they moved the, the communion table yeah. off of the, the stage, which is like a step up. <laughs> but the, it's it's a, it's a holy it's table, a so it should deal. be it you should be raised up. Like, do not touch the <laughs> table, Graham. Um, I'm just mindful. My my mm. wife is giving me the ten minute. How's <laughs> oh, that? Like you're getting the, the text through, Graham? Yeah, yeah um, I probably need to go home too. But um, you know, this is a fantastic beginning. I feel like we must have, moments. <laughs> um, and so. You know, I, I admire your courage in being bold enough to ask these questions. I think that, um, you know, it would be good to continue. Yeah. <laughs> it would be good to keep exploring this. And I think the thing that I'm passionate about, which I really resonate with you, um, especially lately, has been this whole idea of the, Jesus saying to his disciples, they will, they will know your disciples by your love for one for another. And, and so really that idea of they, they, will, they, will, they will see it, they will perceive it, they will know. It, it, and I, I, I didn't look up the Greek or the Aramaic word. He was spoken on <laughs> Aramaic. But there, there is a sense of whatever Jesus says for me anyway, it has, it has layers to it yeah. anyway. And so, I mean, what does that look like? It, when we're going out and we're professing to be Christians, um, and calling others to this same life, well, what is that life? And if it looks nothing like my neighbours over there, what attraction is there? Yeah. And and so when I look at the Jesus of the Bible, there are people who left sometimes their day job to follow him across another town. Yeah. That is insane. Like, who does that these days? Yeah. What do we do that for? And so... It, like, if we do have Holy Spirit in us, living and alive, and the power of God, God himself living within us, 
Okay, let's start talking about that. That's a completely different life. And if, we, if, if we're open to that kind of conversation, you know, for us every single day, then um, I think, yes, a reformation will most likely. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the Protestants don't like magic. And I call it magic because, <laughs> because if you start in this day and age to talk about like spirituality, people yeah. will automatically go, oh, you know, witchcraft and wicked and that kind of stuff. So I talk about the, the magic in the Bible, like the miracles and yeah. the stuff that happens. But the, the Bible talks about the power of words all the time. Mm. God speaks yeah. uh, creation into existence. Yeah. One of the weird things that we don't seem to focus on about Jesus is that John makes it very specific that Jesus is the Word, Word of God. Right. And I take that literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Jesus before the incarnation? It's literally God's Word. Yeah. So when they say God created the world through Jesus, that's because he spoke it, and Jesus is the manifestation of God's words. Yeah. Uh, Revelation backs that up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and words are humongously powerful. Yeah. And I think a lot of those people, that when you look into people like mm. um, the disciples... When you get into Acts and they got rid of Judas and they need someone else, they say to be an apostle you need three things. One of which was you're at the baptism. So these guys were all there at the baptism. They've seen what's happened. They've heard him speak. Mm. So when he comes past and he says, come with me, they're like, yeah. And I always get James and John because they're working with their dad. And he's like, you guys, come with me. And the poor dad's just like, (laughs) okay, I'll just... I just finish up all this fish oil, shall I? <laughs> see, see you guys, great, thanks. Um, but he was obviously happy. I'll tell to... your mum you love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, come on. Um, oh, yeah. But all these man. people have heard Jesus speak. Mm. And like you say, then they just drop everything and go, that's right. And Word. Peter says, right. where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And yeah. I think once we start speaking, once we have that connection, once we fully open up the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Mm. And I think there are people out there who do do this, yeah. and I think of those people as Christians rather than myself. Um, things start exploding. Th- things start happening. There's yeah. huge power. And it's when we, we have that love for one another, we are those Christians, and we start speaking words, people go, what's that? Yeah. Because there is power. And you look at the, the stuff in Acts where they preach, and Paul preaches, a lot of them are going, so this happened to Moses, and then they crossed the Red Sea. And you're like, this is just facts of history. And the end it goes, and loads of people believed and became Christians. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but there's words, you know. And yeah. Jesus, Jesus just says, oh, you know, you say, the Old Testament says this, I say that. And everyone's yeah. like, wow. <laughs> and they do. They, you know, everyone says, everyone was amazed, not by what Jesus said, the but the authority he speaks by. And when you start speaking with the authority of God because God is within you and God is supplying your words, people are just like, what you say is true. Yeah. You, you're not messing around. And I think that's probably important. I think I've just learned something. That is brilliant. And I think that, you know, if there is a take home, it's that idea that we're actually called to live that life. Because Jesus says, you will do greater things. Yeah. Yeah, that's another kind of one. Yeah, I know, I know. And where the hell is but that you, at the moment? But like, do you know what? Let's talk about that. Let's you know, talk. Uh, I, I, let's talk. Guys, about guys, <laughs> I said greater things. Greater things. Are you Are you going to sit down and reflect again? <laughs> again? Yeah. Just drink the juice and get on with it, man. There's
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. That is the end of that episode. I'm currently bobbing my head to the music. Um, so, huge thanks for tuning in and sticking with us thus far. Hope that you got blessed by this conversation. Um, let me know how it impacted you. Let me know if you have any questions you'd like a response to. I want to encourage you to send those in. Email me, get in touch with me through my um, social media feeds. And as always, if you're new, I encourage you to subscribe. We drop an episode every Tuesday. Um, and if you're returning, um, thanks for sticking with us. I want to encourage you, leave a, leave a review subscribe, share this with somebody that it might help. And we'll see you in the next one. This is JL signing out.